0: So welcome to this morning's Encouragement Diaries, and I'm so delighted to have an author, but much more than that, as my guest today, and I've got Getcliffe. Getcliff. Hello and welcome, hello. Tell me more about your wonderful book and how you got to what your book's all about. And of course, we go back a long way, so we won't talk about all of our stuff, but we'll come back to that later. But go ahead and introduce yourself to my dear listener.
1: Well, indeed, Libby. Yes, we go back a long way. We used to share a room. We were flatmates and uh, we're now just as young and just as gorgeous. (laughs) Um, I've had a a sort of long history of, uh, I suppose, working for Christian organisations and my book is called Deacon Pink. Now, for our listeners that are in Englandshire or who have never heard of the pop group from Scotland, Deacon Blue. It's my take on Deacon Blue and I'm Deacon Pink because I'm a deacon or diaconate minister in the Church of Scotland currently and I love wearing bright colours my hair is red so I am nicknamed Deacon Pink. It's a good so the, the, I love that word diaconate, it sounds like
0: some kind of electrolyte solution that you have when you get dehydrated. <laughs> Having, oh Libby, you know, that's
1: diaconite! <laughs> I
0: know, but di- diaconite, is, 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 it sounds like a kryptonite, thing. it sounds great, but Deacons are, and I love Deacon Blue, Deacon Blue, if you are not heard of him, dear listener, Deacon Blue is amazing. But Doc, tell me a bit about the book, because the first half of the book is about your family and what an interesting background you've got.
1: Yes, um, basically my father came out through, he was Jewish and came out from uh, Poland, from the Holocaust and he had a miracle really. While he was taken to Canada, uh, he Mm -hmm. wanted to come to Britain and he sailed from Halifax in Canada to Southampton. Mm -hmm. And at the last minute he was put on the second boat and the first boat was torpedoed Mm -hmm. by the Nazis. So it was a miracle that he obviously got out Mm -hmm. and then he'd met someone on the boat that spoke to him about faith and things like that. And the long story, story is that my dad learned English from scratch and he uh, got an MA, I think, in Literature and then a BD in Divinity and became a Church of Scotland minister and it's very funny that I've got three brothers and none of them were selected by Church of Scotland to go on for training but I was and became a deacon but I've, I've had a, a kind of chequered history since then but that, <laughs> That's the um, basis of it, really. It's amazing. So which country was your father from originally? Where was he fleeing the Nazis from? Uh, he was born in Breslau, which is uh, part of Poland. You know, the East Germany and Poland change a lot of borders and things because of wars. But that was him. And then he met my mum. Um, she was studying to be a domestic science teacher. and. Uh, that, the rest is really history. and my, my dad um went to Bucky for his first charge as a Church of Scotland minister, and my older brother and my twin brother uh, were born in Bucky and then we moved to Shettleston in the east End of Glasgow. Oh, yes. ah, isn't it fascinating, though the way the way that life takes the threads and the themes that go through
0: life? like you know mm-hmm. like because like I did my family tree recently my great grandfather. Mm-hmm. He left Germany because of famine in 1860, something or other, and was going to America but ended up in Scotland. And I think, I mean, before we move on to Dick and Pink, just thinking that so much of us, if they took our teeth enamel or did our DNAs, I'm sure they'd find that all of us are so interrelated because we've all moved around because of circumstances. It's just amazing where life takes us
1: and, yes, then, and your your name that you were born with, Libby, is Seegar, isn't it? S-I-E-G-E-R. Right. So yeah. in another life, German. you know, that's another thing that happens. That's that's wonderful yeah. and very encouraging that we should meet each other. I know. It's, isn't it great? Being German, obviously my lot. We,
0: when we were over in visiting families and mm-hmm. um, went to see the original village they came from, that one family produced a book, and it was an Annschaftel, and it was basically you had to have a book to show that you were Aryan. to show you and then that's it anyway moving on swiftly from that which is fascinating can't wait to read it in the book tell me more about the second half about the deacon pink and and where we can get your books i'd love to read about all about your background and everything but also just thinking about the deacon pink it reminds me of a guy called adrian Plass who wrote stories which were hysterically funny and it sounds like you're going to have some very funny stories in your book
1: Yes. Well, I do. I think I do. But one person's funny, is silly <laughs> other people's. But uh, yeah, the first part of the book is about um, my family background and then my call to be a deacon, which I'll tell you about. I was already married at that point and I'd been a teacher of speech and drama and I'd worked with a scripture union that worked with children with camps and missions and things like that. Anyway, great fun. And um, I got to the point where I was a bit bored, if I can, if I'm allowed to speak that, you know, <laughs> yeah. if there's any young mums listening, you know the brain goes to seed really because you're so busy with nappies and with uh, getting children fed that you, you forget about the other part of you. So um, I ended up um, doing, being in the community, you know what you do, you're a toddler chairperson, You're at the play group and somebody asks you to be the secretary Mm. and you think, well, I can type, so I'll do that. So I always thought, what's this leading to? Mm. And I knew I didn't want the dog collar. It would be far too restricting for me. Uh, So um, when I heard that a deacon is a a minister small um, of Word and Service and links the church with the community, I thought, Mm. oh, I could do this. So in my pride, (laughs) I I went forward to an inquirer's conference and and, uh, I met some lovely people. And the long and the short of it is, um, let me just say, we don't need all the things that we have in this life. When I went forward for training, we had two young children and David was the sole breadwinner. And we did without a car because we knew it was more important that I got... um, you know, I was able to, to get this bursary and, and do my training and do the BD at university. So I was doing a juggling, as most of us women do. And I remember my older daughter Dawn, very intelligent, at the door saying goodbye to me when I had a nine o'clock lecture in Glasgow Uni, yeah. saying to me, Mum, you're going to have to stop gallivanting to Glasgow. Because she'd had me for eight years and she suddenly thought, oh, my mum is going away. Ooh. But actually, it's quite good for the kids if you go away and do something else. And then they Very realise true. you're not just there for them, you've got a- another life as well. Very true, Dot.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: <laughs> so, do you want me to just carry on? Because then well, well, I well,
0: trained. Well, yeah, but I was, I, what I was going to ask you a bit about is you did, you did all the training and you got into becoming a deacon. Yeah. But what's, you know, and and it's it's only because this podcast are quite short, so I don't want to, I'd I'd love to hear more, but you have to do it over two or three parts. But let me ask you a question What is it the thing you've appreciated most? What's it brought out in you? You know, moving into being the deacon, being helping out with different churches, what's it brought out of you that you didn't expect to be brought, that something come out of you? I
1: think it's my love for people, Libby. one of the things that the last church i was in in inverness said to me when they said goodbye to me with jazz hats and sequins and balloons because somehow they thought that was my personality anyway somebody said um we will remember you for your compassion and that was actually really important during lockdown um i can't understand or maybe I can, some people just completely became reclusive. Mm -hmm. And I thought there'll be a lot of isolated elderly people here and they're not having any contact with anybody. So I was using the phone, I was sending notes, Mm -hmm. I was uh, emailing people, doing whatever I could to encourage them because I knew that that would be a lifeline for a lot of them. So although it was a challenge to be still ministering, if you like, during uh, COVID, Mm It was uh, a great privilege and I think a lot of people don't for- they don't forget mm. when you have trusted mm. them and been kind to them and love them. Because yeah. when I went back yesterday to take a service, quite a few people, they were just lovely and they came up and they said, you did so much for this church and shook my hand and they were, they were just great and so lovely. Oh,
0: isn't that great? So what's the name of your book, Deacon Pink, where can my dear listener
1: find it? Well, I have um, because I'm paying for it myself to get published. <laughs> That's okay. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it because it's not it's not one of these big tomes that some Christians write. I wanted it to be user friendly for anyone, a bit like your encouragement diaries, darling. And so. <laughs> You? That, there's only a hundred copies being printed. So if you're really desperate, Libby, you will get a hard copy because you are an old young friend. But the rest of us, I'll just spell it out if you want to download a copy. It's R Burkett, R-B-U-R-K-I-T-T 4 at gmail.com if you send richard uh, uh, an email then he will get back to you i hope eventually and let you download it into a pdf but please don't pay him because the money should go to the <laughs> open door project in inverness i've paid him enough it's the open door project in <laughs> inverness which you can google and find out and libby will have more details about that if you want to contact her which okay. is fantastic that
0: is fantastic Don, it's been such a joy i think The wonderful thing is, I love the fact that so many more people are self-publishing, and one of the reasons about it is we can get access then to um, people's stories, to I mean wonderful creative uh, thoughts and ideas from people, and and it's not like um, because I know I've had two books published through a publisher, and the one I really loved the best is the one I self-published is on Amazon, um, because uh, it's called "Loving You Is Easy, Loving Me Is Hard," but that's for another story, but. But dot, I'm so Plug difficult. away, can I
1: just give you a joke before you go? Oh do, please. Very quickly. The second part of the book is like a day in the life of, it's little snippets of real things that happened. And my name is Getliff, G-E-T-L-I-F-F-E, but it's very difficult. I was Kennedy before I got married, no problems at all. Anyway, Getliff is difficult. I was in one of my um, placements in Bells Hill in North Lanarkshire, and... Um, there was a lovely gentleman, he said, I think you should come and see my wife, Margaret. So I go to the door and he shouts at, Margaret, Mrs. Spaghetti is here. <laughs> oh, God! If that's a sample of some of
0: your stories, this is going to be such a good... Oh, listen, somebody's phoning in the ring on the phone, so I'm going to head off this time. But listen, okay, thank okay. you so much for that. And love to David as well mm-hmm. too. And hope he's enjoying his trips down to the Stress Bay with a steam railway engine. And we shall speak soon.
1: Yes. God bless. Thanks for, Thanks, for talking to me. anytime. Like, Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye